What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, your weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. As you can see today, I am at the beach because I don't want to be at home because it's cold. Um, but also, our, this, this week's question of the week is, is quite a doozy. Uh, I'm going to read it off my phone word for word so that I don't mess it up. Uh, but we're probably going to talk about this one for a hot sec. So, because I thought, Isaac and I both thought this could be a, a whole episode. Um, but all right so hi geeks dc has metahumans marvel has x genes and both have humans who are changed by accidents uh humans who have worked hard and developed incredible skills and aliens with superpowers which is a better way to get powers which are more powerful and which would you prefer to have and which powers would you want if you had a choice so um there's a lot of questions in that question and um I think to to start off, I think personally the most powerful would be the way that they describe metahumans in the show Young Justice. Um, because it is, so if you haven't watched the show Young Justice, this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's not too much of a spoiler. All metahumans are like descended from Vandal Savage and have the meta gene. Um, and Vandal Savage is immortal. And as he's like created like, children he's also in the dc universe and specifically young justice he is genghis khan and just when he was done with his thing he decided to you know leave for a hot sex so people wouldn't figure out who he was so he has a lot of like descendants and that's why there's a lot of metahumans and until the technology was developed to like really like scan for the metagene you didn't know who was a meta and who wasn't um and just because of how diverse and varied the like powers that come from this one person are that's why I say it's the most powerful because like all Kryptonians have the same powers and the same weakness. Like even though Superman is one of the most like um, powerful like characters in all of like superhero. Yeah, all of superhero. Yeah. Yeah. So DC and Marvel are the only companies that have copyrights over the word superhero. So they're the only ones that can technically use it or not copyright. What's the other one that starts with the T? Anyway. No, trademark. Yeah, they have trademarks over the word superhero. So if you use the word superhero, you technically have to let them know. Um, but so the metahuman gene and then the X gene, I'm going to say that I'm going to put the X gene lower, not because it's less powerful, because less people can have it. Just the way with like the way mutants work, the the descendant and thing like, I don't know. Anyone can, in theory in the DC universe can be a metahuman. Not anyone can be a mutant in the X-Men like universe. Especially so, after uh, you know, Scarlet Witch decides to, to, to most of them. <laughs> eat that out the universe. Yeah. Um I thought you were gonna say uh what's her name? Rogue? Rogue, you know. Or like no, uh shoot, what's his name? Not rogue. Um the kid who has the ability, his mutation is like the ability to nullify other mutations uh it was in the second or third x-men movie i don't remember which but rogue gets it because she's and that was the one where storm is like your your powers your mutation are a gift it's like yeah you can control the (laughs) weather she touches people and they die you're literally as powerful as zeus and if i touch my human boyfriend he dies Exactly. but you're right and that that's actually that that brings up my point um which oh introduce yourself hello um isaac hunter here always a pleasure um are there metahumans that have like awful powers uh yes okay because because like there are some x-men whose powers are just awful like you wake up like because you don't you're most typically you're not born with your powers 
usually you hit an age and it activates usually around puberty. But like there was one comic where there was one kid, he he got his power and like his X gene, you know, happened and like body parts just started falling off of him. And it's like, well, that's that's terrifying. And it's like, yeah, it would be cool if like I woke up and it's like, oh, I can control you know, like electricity or I can do something like that. And then it's like, oh, I woke up and now I can, I have needles sticking out of my face. Cause you know, some X-Men powers are like physical, truly. Like there are X-Men that are just big rock monsters. And you're like, I don't know if this is a win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, whereas I will say both MetaHuman and X-Men are fantastic if you are a writer for comics, because you don't have to, make every single one individually unique you can't be like oh this one this person's a superhero because they took a super serum this one's a superhero because an alien crash landed and gave them superpowers it's like oh no i have hundreds of superheroes that are just born that way and it's very easy um and you're not limited like with the alien aspect of like this whole culture like you can put them in any culture with any powers and see how they mix yeah is... exactly um wait so let's see Individual question was, which is a better way to get powers? I don't know. <laughs> it, it depends. Like, if we're saying, like, get powers in terms of, like, like, if this includes, like, being born with powers, I say being born with a gene that gives you powers at puberty is the best way to go. Because um, at least, like, if you have powers as a baby, that, that could be a problem. Jack like Jack. They, I mean, like in the boys. Oh, yes. the boys. If you think I was actually about to mention Compound V, <laughs> like where that falls in, because I don't think that's the way to go. Because like, then it's really like not the baby's choice. Like, yes, genetics aren't yeah. your choice, but like you can't really change that. But like, Compound V is a child. That's wrong. Um, so I'd say if it's from your alien DNA, that also kind of sucks because like, i.e., Superman. Um, or even Starfire, like, your powers are more powerful when you're not home. That's true. Like, and when you're fighting people that aren't you. So, like, the most typical situations, they're, like, just regular. I will say, though, that, like, I don't know, the, the idea of getting a bad superpower because of an X gene in me. There's also an X-Men whose one power is that he can make his body spontaneously combust, and he can only do it once, because then he dies. And it's like... And Professor X learns that before the kid does it. And he's like, listen, just don't ever use your ability. Um, but like, if you're part of an alien race and all of you have similar abilities, uh, you would at least have a group of people that all are going through the exact same thing that you are most likely. Uh, like Martian Manhunter, um, even though he's kind of, all, not the last one, but one of the very few Martian, like all the other Martians also could fly and shapeshift and have telepathy which would be kind I think of that, neat. De that depends on the canon because sometimes martian manhunter is unique because he's a manhunter so mm -hmm. only like certain martians have those abilities but other like in other iterations all the martians right. have the same abilities uh, what so, do you think hope well okay so first hi everyone i am hope good girl um i'm also coming from well i'm coming from the docks in outer banks north carolina um not because i don't like the snow but it relates, I was looking for backgrounds for today's episode, and then I remembered the geek news that I have to share later, so, um, yeah, so I'm with the Pogues, I'm with uh, people that I would actually be with, because there's no way that I'm a kook in any world, um, but, so, so I always have this thing where it's, like, whenever people ask, like, what superpower would you want to have, and then, you know, they go off, and I'm, like, Okay, but is power okay? So, and then I was, I got to figure out how words get into a sentence. Um, <laughs> but like, Green Lantern's ring basically is the power of imagination, um, from what I remember from the movie. Um, but so I was like, okay, what if it wasn't just spe specifically a ring? What if it was a person could imagine that they had. Uh, telepathy and they had telepathy or like so I feel like that would be a really good power to have specifically uh would I get lucky enough to have it most likely not uh but I honestly like 
I kind of like the X-Men gene um, just because one, I don't want to have like the scientific accident of Bruce Banner and uh, what's the dude's name, the general or whatever. Uh, um, that is Ross. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like, isn't wasn't She-Hulk also a uh, scientific accident-ish? Wasn't an accident. Banner? She-Hulk was what was supposed to happen. Okay. And also, like, I, see. I mean, it was an accident that she needed a blood transfusion. That's yes, okay. but like, uh, uh, Bruce Banner knew what he was doing so that she would not become like Hulk, Hulk. She'd become like Smart Hulk. Yeah. Not Smart Hulk. Um, but then also just like being alien. I mean, if you're like Martian Manhunter or Superman and Supergirl, like, yeah, you can blend in with humans, uh, but some other alien races, you couldn't do that. So I'm like, mm. season four, Supergirl, spacism. But, uh, so yeah, I would probably go with the X gene just because one, it would also be random. Um, but I also feel like the writers usually put the character with what fit them the most um like what power fit them the most even if they didn't even if some of them suck um but like you know i think professor x he's super nerdy anyways like of course he's gonna have telepathy and you know telekinesis um but then you know you think of um havoc and cyclops and you're like, okay, your brothers. And I think it depends on like which storyline, um, especially between the comics and the movie. But in the comics, I think it was, they went to space with their parents and get got hit with like a solar flare or something. There's a few different ones. Uh, the, the original is just that they got their superpowers while they were on a plane with their parents. Yeah. And because they got the superpowers, they like destroyed the plane and then they were falling. And then Cyclops tried to stop falling using his lasers. And so it was a constant flow. And then he hits his head when he hits the ground. And then it's like stuck on all the time. That's one. Um, there are others. You're right, though. Yeah. But like <laughs> in, in the new movies with like X Men First Class and that line of X Men, like it's just the X gene, you know? They just suddenly have it and we get to see cyclops suddenly have it in the middle of a school day which i think is absolutely hilarious mm -hmm. especially how they made his character in that movie um but yeah i'll go with x gene and if i could i would have the power of imagination so that i could have any power that i could think of um that actually made me think of something have either of you watched lucifer I am behind on a lot of seasons, but yes. I've okay. only watched a couple episodes. <laughs> well then, sorry for the spoilers, but I do have to use this to explain. It's not a plot spoiler, but it is like a, a how Lucifer and the Celestials work spoiler. Um, so they all self-actualize their strengths and weaknesses. Like their, their subconscious controls like... Like, if you've seen the first episode of Lucifer, you know the only time Lucifer can, like, be damaged is when he's near Chloe Decker. That changes later in the show when he decides to no longer be vulnerable with her. So, like, he he decides not to be vulnerable emotionally, and therefore he's no longer vulnerable, like, physically. Um, so, I think, Hope, like, those types of powers, that's a different, like, you're born to be able to control your own strengths and weaknesses, but don't know that you do that would be an interesting way. And then also, I wanna ask you both like a kind of follow-up question. Um, in Watchmen, um, Dr. Manhattan, like is the only one with actual superpowers, but he has to go through a horrific accident and, <laughs> yeah. and, lose, and loses his humanity in the process. Is that type of power, like literally like almost like omniscience and like om omnipotence, um, is that worth what he has to go through? Uh, no, because he gets really depressed because of his powers as well. <laughs> um, God is so no, gosh, that's like, I, oh man, you just, in case you don't know, he, he basically all of his atoms get split up and then he rematerializes over the course of like a couple, couple months. months. Yeah. And, but at random points. So people are like in, walking in the kitchen at this like compound that they work and suddenly they just see like the, <laughs> 
the like blood cells of Mr. Dr. Manhattan just sta- sitting there and then disappears. His whole nervous system's just moving around and then yeah. it's gone. <laughs> it's like, ah! Uh, I don't think that'd be worth I don't. I wouldn't want to be that powerful, though. If I could kind of keep some semblance of humanity, I'd go through. I'd go through the ripping of my atoms apart. I mean, logically, he he could probably put a barrier in his brain to like hold back his powers because that's just how powerful Doctor Manhattan is. Oh man. Um. So yeah, one of the questions from the intro is, uh, which are more powerful of the different types of of ways to get powers? And it changes really. I yeah. still, I gotta say, like universally. I mean, if that self-actualization thing works, like God imbuing you the ability to grant your strengths and weaknesses, I think I'd go with that. But in like the traditional Marvel versus DC comics, I have to go DC metahumans. But that's mostly because of how comics are written. Like mm-hmm. X Men are written to be flawed, like not just like personally, but like in their powers. Metahumans are not written to be flawed in the same way. Like the the classic way it's been described is Marvel is humans learning how to become gods and um, DC gods learning how to become humans. So they're written from a perspective where they're not supposed to be evidently flawed. So I think their powers don't reflect that as much. Like their powers are a means to an end and like character development comes along with that. Well, like the powers are a way to develop character in Marvel and therefore they have to start off flawed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really also depends just on the the comic at the time too. Because I'm pretty That's sure Mole- I don't is Molecule Man an X Men, or is he just a guy that has the power to rearrange molecules? I don't think he has the X gene, but I'll look it up. I don't know. Um, but there's stuff like that. I'm pretty sure there are X Men though that can control matter, and you're like, well, that's kind of unfair. I mean, technically, Storm can. She can control matter that creates weather. But yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about people that can like turn a human into a pile of atoms. <laughs> um, gosh. There was also, uh, I mean. Iceman, and then the dude that was the opposite and was the flames. Pyro. Yeah. I mean, they technically controlled atoms, but it was only within themselves. Molecule Man is a mutant, but not an X-Man. Or not like an X-Man mutant. He was like, more honestly, more like a Dr. Manhattan type mutant. He was irradiated and gained those abilities. A mute, yes. The the old form of mutation. Like the actual (laughs) genetic, like... You'd not like the comic e mut- yeah. mutant where it is a gene, but like, yeah. Oh man, it's not uh, the X gene. Uh, if you guys ever want to read, uh, what is it? It's the Secret Wars, the new one where they they <laughs> updated the mainstream Marvel universe. He's a big part of that, and he almost has god level powers. Um. All right, and then it's yeah. Which powers would you want if you had a choice? Well, okay, which powers? That's kind of tough because any power. But um, which would I prefer to have of the different types of powers? I got to be honest. I love X-Men and I love the idea behind it. But I still think I would go with a species with powers because that, that could be like, like the Atlanteans and Aquaman or the Asgardians and Thor. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, you're more powerful, but there's not really a bad side to it most of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I have to stick with um, born with metagene descended from Vandal Savage now if we're going to go like flash metagene where it's from dark matter I don't want to go that route because um, that has psychological consequences but like born with a metagene because like of my descendants is the route I want to go because I feel like that gives me the best support system because obviously there are people in my bloodline that are metas that could like speak to that on like speak to me on that I'm still with like the community I grew up with or like this culture that I'd call home. And like I get powerful powers. Like yeah. there is, and even if they're like weird bad powers, like I feel like there's still like a way to like use them. So You just got to go to, you know, Professor X's school or gifted students. You know? Professor oh, yeah. Metahuman School of the DC world. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, so my ability to make all my cartilage grow a lot faster is really gonna, or what is it, keratin? Whatever my fingernails and hair is made of. <laughs> Cart yeah, no, cartilage would be my nose and ears. I wouldn't want that. Yeah. No, that'd be even no. worse. I can Wait. just make my... <laughs> What are what are inhuman from Marvel? Inhum uh, they're aliens. Or, they're aliens. No, they're well, they're, no, like they're, sim they're similar to like the Eternals and the Deviants, like that kind of thing. Yeah, they were um, related to humans way back in the day. Yeah, and then we're like separate off. They're technically a separate species. That'd but, be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, geek news. Uh, forty minutes into the no, it's only like been like twenty, but uh, it's still a lot. But that was a really good intro question. I had a lot of fun with that. So, um, geek news. What have y'all got for us today? Okay, wow. I oh oh hope go ahead. Oh, okay. This was like the only thing that I could remember because there hasn't been a whole lot of geek news that I've seen. Um, but as my as I stated earlier, my background. Um, if you are watching on YouTube. Uh, with the Pogues from Outer Banks on Netflix, um, has been renewed for season three, which means that we get more of John B and JJ and Pope and Kira and um, Sarah and all of that funness. I am looking forward to having Rafe back. Um, yes, I know he is a psycho, uh, but he is sometimes a lot of fun. And it should be interesting to see what happens with Ward after the end of season two and to see like what happens with Jambi's dad and all of that. And yeah, so I'm excited that we get season three um, of Outer Banks on Netflix. And my other thing is HBO Max on the first of um, the year, January 1st, 2022, um, that is in like, what's today? The 21 night? days. Yeah. Uh, Two. 22. 22. Oh, I was I was counting days. like I was counting it today is the 10th. Oh, yes. Uh, it is still technically the 9th, but is or it? I guess if we're doing it from when the episode was released, it's um 19. 19 yeah. days. Uh I'm not a math major. The future. <laughs> um anyways, but coming in faster than we realize. Uh the Harry Potter reunion is happening Woo! on hbo max uh so hbo max if you want to sponsor us that would be great um but also they released the first trailer for it as well as the first image of emma watson rupert grant and daniel radcliffe sitting together uh, in the gryffindor common room and i am just super excited for it um it's just more harry potter content and yes it's not like a new movie but it's all of our favorite actors coming back and reliving a really long time in their life. However long, you know, they had to film all seven, eight movies. So, mm -hmm. yeah. nice, yeah. Isaac. Um, I also am very excited for that that Harry Potter thing. I did see the, the trailer, and it's super cool. Um, ah, oh, gosh, there's that. Oh man, I don't even know what it's what's gonna happen. The reunion. All right, so um. My news is, uh, first of all, uh, the live-action Cowboy Bebop was just canceled by Netflix after one season. Oh, yeah. um, I heard some good things. I heard a lot of ungood things about it. I never watched it myself. Um, but yeah, that's from an hour ago. It was canceled. Um, so sorry about that, people. Uh, my next bit of news isn't really news, but it's just that uh, Henry Cavill and Tom Holland were on the Graham Norton show together, and they were talking about how Henry Cavill loves Warhammer and like painting Warhammer and doing Warhammer. I think he actually does Warhammer 40k, but he probably does both, knowing Henry Cavill. Um, and Tom Holland was like, oh, that sounds really fun. And Henry Cavill was like, yeah, you should do it with me sometime. And Tom was like, maybe I will. And I just think that would be super awesome if they played a game of tabletop Warhammer together. I see Tom Holland really losing funny. very... Oh, I don't yeah. see Tom Holland beating Henry Cavill in most things. <laughs> Almost anything. <laughs> no offense to Tom Holland, just Henry Cavill. It's hard to be a bigger nerd than Henry Cavill. It's hard to be a more bigger muscular anything. nerd. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's ripped. Um, I mean, it was like when uh, in Endgame came out and they were like, yeah, Tom Holland next to Dave Bautista. And they're like, don't 
crush him or anything. <laughs> but I, uh. I will add on to that in another interview with uh, Tom Holland, Zendaya, and Jacob, um, Zendaya very pointedly uh, kind of roasted Tom Holland for ruining uh, Tony Stark's death yeah. for Endgame. And he was just sitting there like an old grandpa in his sweater going, whoever did that is terrible, totally knowing that it was him. And she's like, yeah, they are. And it was very beautiful, especially because they're dating. And it was just like, yep. That's Well, um, yeah, mine also isn't like super like new news. But since we last filmed the podcast, Hawkeye has released four episodes, um, uh, which has been very fun. I like to see um, Clint Barton. I uh, um well Jeremy Renner but it's been really good it's added a lot of depth uh, to the character so if you were hesitant to watch um highly recommend um also oh yes hope I was gonna say did you know that Jeremy Renner was all almost recast as Hawkeye after was, Thor or after Avengers I think it was after Avengers because um he had like other conflicts or something and they were like well if you can't make time for us then we're just gonna recast you and he went fine recast me because i'm doing this stuff and then they didn't recast him and so we i think it was the born movies that caused the issue he called their so. bluff <laughs> yeah and after disney after disney bought marvel there was no chance anyone that was already in it was getting recast yeah. they would just find a way to kill them off mm-hmm. um but yeah that's been really good um for any of you who follow the sitcom letter kenny uh the uh 10th season will be coming out uh this christmas time on hulu so that's very fun um we talked about it in my linguistics class the other day because I brought it up and was like, hey, we should talk about different dialects of English. And we're like, there's like 10 in this like small town in Canada alone. So, um, And then for those of you who follow The Boys, we keep getting more and more hints about what this new season is going to be about with our seven on seven, the uh, satirical spoof of Fox News that um, they have been put like putting out. Um, it's It's just supposed to be like, hyper conservative backs vaught business type thing it, like this whole thing was about christmas and like they started to have um the anchor go off about how no one's saying merry christmas anymore like that whole narrative but then the best part of this while this was all like you know fun and good that he i don't know why but he really likes to bash huey even though huey is like this still like a small government role in the show like he, he isn't anyone big um like in the he's obviously big to us because it's Huey but um then the the breaking news they get interrupted by like um by Homelander who's like giving an announcement of like you know oh you we betrayed your trust you know Stormfront betrayed your trust but like the way he words it this sounds like a threat to Starlight (laughs) like oh it's going down (laughs) like this this next season there's going to be so much infighting in the seven um Black Noir is like they've said he's recovered like in this um like episode in seven on seven so there's just a lot of like hints as to where this season is going to start because a lot of the things that like they've said has like happened throughout like these like current months like 2021 2022 in the boys universe i thought would happen during season three but they're pushing it a little bit further i don't know if maybe like these episodes will happen like these seven on seven things will happen concurrently with season three or if like they will lead up to season three but anyway we're getting lots of like weird details that are like kind of fleshing out this universe and i really like it i have I one more bit of geek news that i just found like that um if anybody re- remembers the after school tv show reading rainbow it is coming back after more than 15 years off air uh, with LeVar Burton. With um, LeVar? Yeah. And uh-huh. other hosts. Multiple hosts. Um, so it's going to be called Reading Rainbow Live instead of just Reading Rainbow. Um, and so their, their quote is, we know it's been a tough pandemic for parents, for caregivers, for teachers, uh, says the creative director, Amy. Oh, gosh, I'm going to mispronounce her name. So I'm just going to call her Amy. Um we wanted to make sure that we have kids engaging with books and we're going to use movement and music to engage kids in learning. Um, so I am super excited to have that back because like, yay books, yay music, yay learning. The inner teacher in me is happy. So. Nice, perfect. Alrighty, well, that is our geek news. We know it's been a little while. So um, yeah, we just wanted to 
today uh for our main topic we were just going to talk about um you know it's getting cold outside we're starting to cuddle up inside cozy up spend a little more time in front of the tv i know at least for me with uh my current school schedule winding down that is on my list of things to do so we decided we want to talk about uh what makes what makes a show bingeable you know what our favorite shows to binge watch are um and you know what some shows that like are good to watch but not good to binge um so I think uh, we'll start just real quick. What is, what is your the last show that each of you binge? Law and oh. Order SVU, oh, which is a really weird show to binge, but like. Well, I know a lot of people binge Criminal Minds, so I don't think it's that weird. Well, I would say Criminal Minds is better to binge than Law and Order SVU, because at That's least fair. Criminal Minds gives you different types of criminals. Um, ooh, the last show I binged. Uh, I guess I didn't finish the show because it's so big, but I binged a good portion of uh of uh Star Wars the Clone Wars. Yes, dude, <laughs> beginning of the pandemic. I watched like seven or eight episodes a day minimum. Yeah. Oh, um man. I didn't ever I didn't finish it, but uh I just was like, well, I got like 20 minutes time to put on an episode. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm currently in the middle of binging Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm rewatching it. Yeah. That's a really good show. I just put it on and like do something mindless. Like I'll have it playing like while I'm in the shower or while I'm like cooking dinner or something like that. But because it, uh, yeah, it's one of those shows that like I don't really have to pay too close attention. It's fun, things like that. So yeah. I think that um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like, a different kind of binge like there's i feel like there's two kinds of binge worthy shows and i feel like one kind is like the mindless show you don't have to pay attention to it's fun or like it, it's at least repetitive in a way that like it's not the same episode every time but you're like oh you know that was a fun quip or like these characters are doing the things that i care about but it's very similar so i don't have to pay that close attention and i yeah. feel like there's there's a lot of a lot of those shows end up being like sitcoms things like that but then there's the other type of binge where you want to pay attention that like you can't like you can't put it down so to say so um for for those kinds of shows how do you how do you um define each of them and what are like prime examples for you uh okay so the first one for me uh where you can just like put it on like you could even probably i know it's not binging if you just do a random episode but like for me that's like new girl like i love all of new girl you can put it on and I could like, if I'm doing something, I could put it on and have like five episodes go by. And it's like, they don't share something usually so unique into one episode that it's like, if you miss it, it's going to ruin the whole show. Well, not ruin, but, um, you know, I can just keep watching and I la I'll laugh at every episode of new girl. So it's like completely fine. And then the other one, give would... me cookie guy, you cookie, <laughs> give me cookie guy, you cookie. cookie, guy, you cookie. Um, the other one would be like, I mentioned a lot, but like the Haunting of Hill House, it's like, I think it's only like six episodes, but they're each like an hour long. It might be like 10 episodes that are each an hour long, but it's like, I, I watched, I would, my girlfriend and I would watch like two to three episodes a night, which is crazy, but it's like so good. And we didn't want to put it down, but we also didn't want to miss anything. So it's like, if we got to run to the kitchen and grab something, turn off the microwave, it's like, we hit pause we don't want to miss anything it's so like oh, we're in the moment there um yeah sorry i was just looking up the haunting on hill house because i couldn't of hill house because i could not remember what book it is offered off of the haunting. um because we literally talk about it a lot of times in my one of my classes and i don't fully really remember what it is so I apparently not, that's not sticking in my brain. Um, but it is 10 episodes for the record. Wikipedia says it's 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, and it is also followed by the haunting of Bly Manor. Um, so Which is good, not as good, but it's good. Um, but so for me, something that's like binge worthy, that's also like good background. I have found things like Psych to be really good for that. Because, like, Love that's psych. one you could just sit and laugh at Sean and Gus, and but also know that, like, 
oh yeah, that happened. Okay, yep, okay, yep. And, but you could still just sit there and do whatever and not fully be paying attention and know what's going on. Um, Cause that's what I watched when I was ironing fabrics uh, at the beginning of the pandemic to make masks. And then I got to the very end of the show and I went, I can't access the movies right now. So um, I was like, but also that's where it ended, really? Um, but it's a really good show, binge. Um, but, and it's not so much like completely mindless as just like that you can absorb it in your subconscious and be perfectly fine. Um, but I would say something that's like, like we said earlier, something that's just like not mindless. I would say something like uh, <clears throat> Criminal Minds is a good one. Um, but also NCIS is also a really good one. And especially at the beginning between uh, Tony and Kate and then uh, Tony and Ziva and McGee. And it was just like, the trios were amazing. I'm not saying that the trios now aren't amazing. I honestly haven't watched this season yet. Um, but it, that one's also a really good show to just like binge, um, especially because they, they will give you some clues as to who the actual killer is. But like, sometimes you're also like, wait, no, it's that person. Wait, no, no, it's that person. You know, you're going back and forth and that's one that you have to pay attention to. Um, but it's also got good jokes in it at times when needed and yeah so I definitely think like if you want to finish something that you're paying attention to you need that show that has deeper substance to it than just like psych where it's like oh there's all the evidence because Sean is pointing it out and the show is pointing it out for you but I think like those shows a key characteristic of them is you can kind of jump in anywhere and it's still entertaining like you're not confused mm -hmm. like with New Girl even if you haven't seen it before like the show is still funny like yeah. it's just people like living their lives mm -hmm. and then I think a lot of shows that you can't do that if it's your first time watching become that once you watch it because for me I know Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra by first watch through I was like, no, I want to, like, I want to watch these. Like, I was a kid when I first watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, and but then when I first picked up Legend of Korra, like after the first three or four episodes, I was like hooked. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do the, I don't want to have this on while I'm doing homework. I want to have this on while I'm paying attention. And now I get my yeah. one of my favorite seasons of like, I guess animated TV is season three Legend of Korra. Um, so I like I can put that on as like a comfort season, like you know, um, um, like the villains in that season, the whole like. Uh, the Red Lotus, yeah. um, all of them. They're like, I'm like, they're good villains. I like them. So, mm -hmm. and like that, that's part of it too. And then I think on the, on the other end, like there's show, there's just so much detail and so much stuff you have to pay attention to that. Like, even if I've watched it before, I'm going to find something new when I, when I watch it this time. And I think the key show for that for me is Stranger Things, which has kind of set the blueprint for a lot of shows later on, ever yeah. since Netflix mm -hmm. came out with that. Yeah. Oh. I think another part, part of like, if something is bingeable to, um, especially if it's like the more substance and like deeper meanings of the shows, um, types of shows is the ones that have the episodes that kind of end on a cliffhanger, but like, it's also like, oh, the cliffhangers resolved in the next two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, what we were talking about in this episode is now over, but that led to this thing, and now the show is over, and you have to go watch the next episode. Um, because that was me with Cursed, which, of course, Netflix has canceled after one season, and I'm not happy with. Um, the Letter for the King was also another one-season good one, but that was based on a book, so I don't see it getting another season. Um but yeah, those were like, and we're leading into, and still got to watch the next episode. Okay. And then it's 4 a.m. in the morning, and I finished the season. <laughs> Yay. That's a victory right there. No, that's how I feel, like, like with, like, cartoons. Um, like, like I mentioned um, the Clone Wars. Uh, a lot of the Clone Wars, uh, I mean, a lot of the Clone Wars are just random, like, one-off stories each episode but a Droid good stories yeah <laughs> but a good portion of it is like 
they're all connected. I mean, like, a lot of times, sometimes it's like there'll be two episodes at the beginning of the season, and then the, the end of the next season, they're like, this takes place right after that. And they have to redo it. But you got to pay attention to that. Meanwhile, the show, like, regular show, which I love, like, every episode is its own story. And it all almost follows, like, the same thing. Kind of like, to compare it to, like, Dora, where it's like, you know that she's going to have an adventure. She's going to need something to get across the bridge. Swiper's going to steal something, and then you're good. Or, the you know. Uh, well, she also needs the map. You need to get the map out of backpack. Map. Yeah. At, at, heaven forbid she doesn't have the map. Um, heaven forbid she knows the small town that she lives in especially all the paths that she's traveled multiple times there's literally a path just follow the road signs the map wait is Dora old enough to be able to read yeah Yeah. how old is Dora at least our era Dora new Dora is like a teenager yeah Uh, I think our era was at least like seven I mean, I thought pictures would be easier still. Makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, new Dora is kind of weird, but they made her a teenager. I was like, hmm. But also, I liked Go Diego Goat just a little bit more than Dora the Explorer. So Animals. You put in animals, and it's like baby jaguar. Meow, meow. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And when we redo the intro, that is going in there. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Jaguar, meow meow. <laughs> oh man, okay, so. Title of the episode right there. <laughs> it doesn't Not confusing whatsoever. It doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the episode. Um, so we talk, talked about TV shows, but what about bingeable movies? The MCU. The MCU, oh, oh man. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I, that's the Indiana I, Jones movies are always entertaining. Yes. Um, I think also if you add in some Disney trilogies like High School Musical or Descendants. Cinderella. Um, yeah, there you go. Technically you can, a trilogy. You can just like watch like go to like the classical movie section on Disney Plus and just like binge through them i didn't even think about that like with streaming services of like collections of works the way like disney plus does their stuff um the way hulu like collects series as well like they have all the born movies and peacock like i think peacock has all the harry potter movies as well as hbo max like the way the streaming is set up you can just go like all right i like this one thing by you know with these specific characters or like this archetype i'm gonna watch every movie that's been made by those people since the 60s uh, I, uh, my girlfriend and I recently just watched, we watched like all eight Harry Potter movies and it was like in like 11 days. We, we jammed them it in there. It took 11 was, days to watch eight movies? There was a weekend it, in there and it we takes free form one weekend a month to, and they do it every okay, month. Hold on. I watched The Lord of the Rings all in one day, all three movies. 12, so did I. Hours. It's called a bus trip from Michigan to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh god. It doesn't Okay, I I feel like the bus trip to Atlanta, Georgia is shorter than watching the extended cut of every single Lord of the Rings movie. Probably wasn't the extended cut. It was probably the regular. But Gotta I literally it. would take a nap and I woke up. Oh, they're traveling. Take fall back asleep. Wake <gasps> up. Oh, you fell asleep traveling. during the Lord of the Rings? I couldn't hear it. Or bit. Oh man. You, you, you should read have lips. read lips. <laughs> uh, the screen was about like this big where I could see it, you know. But they Binoculars. were deceived for another ring was made. Um, all they do is travel. That's all they do. I mean, you could say that about the last two Harry Potter movies. That's true. You could. That's true. Um, there's some sad bit but where also, people die in Harry, the last two Harry Potter movies. Um, if you watch the Harry Potter movies, how do you binge it? In, in, this is including the Fantastic Beasts movies. How do you, do you binge? Been, yeah, do you watch Fantastic Beasts first or do you watch it after? Um, you you have say, to watch Fantastic Beasts after because otherwise you don't understand why Fantastic Beasts matters and that makes them less good. You also don't understand like, because they don't, in Fantastic Beasts, they don't re-explain like, oh, Hogwarts is this and there's four houses and you do all this stuff. You got to get all that from Harry Potter just so you can go back and be like, oh, that's what a Hufflepuff is. Who the fuck? That's me. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm a Slytherin. Ravenclaw. Not surprised. And our know. editor, Mike, 
I don't know, but he might be a Gryffindor. I have no hilarious. idea what Mike is. He's Gryffindor. I don't. Th- I just don't think Mike's a Slytherin, but he could be any of the other three. I'm gonna text him right now in the chat. Um. But anyway, okay. Another Harry Potter trivia thing, because TikTok is is invading my thoughts. Apparently, the trolley lady is not a lady. The trolley lady is a, a, a like a, a monster that is taken like you, no. It's it's canon in Cursed Child. You find out that the trolley lady is not not a person. She's a monster that has taken the form the of a person. The cursed child is canon because that. The cursed child right. is technically canon. Yeah, it's technically a lot of things, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's tech like if like. Because not a lot of people accept it as canon, especially my sister, because she's like Ron Weasley wouldn't turn out like that. I'm like, it's been how many years? They don't have to run for their lives anymore. I don't accept that something's in there as canon because I feel like they should all have like iPhones and stuff. Just saying. Um, oh, that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite like Reddit things I've ever seen. It's like you're telling me that Harry Potter took place in the '90s and no one ever mentioned how good the Chicago Bulls were at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, that they cut out a lot of specifically. J.K. Uh, cut out. She she specifically didn't have a lot of Dean Thomas stuff, uh, just because it wasn't important to the story. But Dean Thomas is Muggleborn, um, <laughs> and so he would have. Been like playing Game Boy, you know, he would have had either like red or Pokemon blue. Red. Yeah, he's a Gryffindor, of course, it's red. <laughs> there it is. But we also know that he would be the one smuggling in pencils and pens and being like, Why are we still using quills? Y'all, this is what math is <laughs> <laughs> arithmancy. I don't know what that is, but okay, actually, this is another good point about binging. This was not a complete tangent, like. So it's fun to binge something if you can talk about it more afterwards. Like all of this, like connected stuff. Like if if the characters are developed good enough in your show that you can say, oh yes, the character would do this, or oh no, the character wouldn't do this, and any other like canon that comes in afterwards, you like debating it. I mean, that's that was what the big controversy over the Last Jedi was. Is people were like that's not how Luke Skywalker would behave, and then you're like, well, actually, it's exactly how Luke Skywalker would behave because like yes, yes, he would like believed in his father, but like. He hadn't had to be the master before, and failing in that way would kind of break him because he was supposed to be the one to resurrect the Jedi Order, and then and then didn't. failed. Like that is crushing. Yeah. Um. I hope Grogu is all right. Um. <laughs> Yo, Darth Grogu for Darth Darth Grogu twenty twenty four. Him and Jar Jar. Um. No, but that that brings up a good question: Is are there things that are better if they're binged specifically? And my example is probably. Game of Thrones, because I watched all of Game of Thrones all in one summer. Uh, and so I took in all the information at once. And I, when I hit the ending, I was like, yeah, the ending wasn't great, but like, I wasn't too disappointed. And then I had like friends that were like, I waited like eight years. And then the last season came out and it was awful. And I was like, I think it's different because I binged mm-hmm. it and they didn't. Mm-hmm. I think Clone Wars is very similar for me too, just because it's so sporadic. Um, I think there's a lot of details and there's a lot of things to remember and like connections to draw. And if like, it's been a year since you've watched an episode compared to, you know, a month, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to go, Oh, I remember that. I remember all these details and I see why this is important. I would say Vikings from the history channel after season one, I mean, season one is important as well. Um, especially cause it gives background on Ragnar and lag. Lagatha um but like I feel like after season two and on because Bjorn is older and like doing more adult Viking male things and um just leads better to binge the rest of the show that way too because it's following him and his brothers that you meet during season two and season three um but yeah, I would say Vikings is another good one. Like, if you want something to sit and watch and get a lot of good content, definitely a good one. Especially if you're into history, because it's really cool. Just like you hear about uh, these different places in England and stuff, and you're like, that's not a place. But then you go look it up, and you're like, it was this place, but now it's called this. Although, to be fair, most towns in England sound like they're fake. This is um, true. To be fair, uh, to be fair, to be fair. No, I just actually, uh, oh, I just saw a meme about this. Oh no, 
I want to okay. share it with you guys. But basically, it was, uh, yeah, it was like how unrealistic it is to name things in like fantasy worlds because people are always like, oh, I got to name this about like this ancient battle that took place here and the combined things. And then it's like, at the same time, though, it's like, that's not really how people did it. It's like there are six rivers in Britain called the River Avon, which means river, river. Because when the Romans asked the Celts, what is that? They replied, a river. And the Romans <laughs> nodded and jotted it down. Pretty much. Because, like, that was another thing. I saw something similar to that, too. It's like people who write their characters who remember everything in history. Like, that's not, that's great for world building, but like, accuracy. I don't know everything that happened in the world or why that is named that particular thing or if it has a meaning. Like, I think like some universes lend themselves better to that than others. I think Lord of the Rings, just like the way that the world is set up, you have to be able to tell stories like and what better stories to tell than the stuff that actually happened because you're in, yeah. you know, Middle Earth. Like, um, Although if you try to binge watch it, all that information hits your brain at once, which is how it should. <laughs> But sometimes you're like, oh, man, I don't. If you just skip through the parts where they're just walking you can't to get to the that. parts where they talk. You can't skip Howard Shore's beautiful music <laughs> that he has Hope, Have you ever played an that? open world video game? Most of that is getting from point A to point B before you unlock, like, not fast about travel. How I, fast I would like we get there. It's not about what's question. waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Thank you for quoting Miley Cyrus. Um, <laughs> But I would like yeah. to rephrase your question of Hope, have you ever played a video game? And the answer is no. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask that, but I didn't want to assume. I'm like, have you played an open world game? But, no. Wait, speaking of, have you seen those TikToks of the guys walking around New York City asking like NPC slash side quest like questions to people? Oh, they're so funny. He's like, I saw a man walking with many swords this way. It's like, or like, just like phrases them really awkwardly. And then when people stop, he just repeats the same phrase. Fine weather we're having. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, or like he'll walk around with a pot on his head. He's like, I can't see you, please come back. Someone's uh, been prowling around here. So or the one where it's like, uh, never mind, I, too many tangents. But um, I do want to add too, I was gonna circle back to like movies binging and start off with a post that my sister found first about this movie franchise, Die Hard, okay? Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. Now wait to argue with me for a second. He sneaks around a tower at night, avoiding Alan Rickman. It's a Harry Potter movie. It's the Harry Potter Christmas special. Aren't like the first like, three Harry Potter movies considered Christmas movies, though, because they play them every year on Christmas time. It, they're Christmas movies, but Die Hard is the Harry Potter Christmas special. There it is. So I Bruce heard Willis that one as well. Former, oh, I a love former Hogwarts student. All <laughs> right. to play pranks um, on Snape. To tie yes. us back to binging, um, there are obviously the bad sides of binging. Um, which but happens the shows whenever... that are still good but they're not good to binge. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. I would like to put forward every single Marvel show that has come out except for WandaVision as something that's not great to binge. I mean, I feel like Loki would be okay. Wanda, let's see. In, well, Loki, not in a sit down, watch it all in one day because then you're going to get too much information and just be an overload and not understand what's going on. But like, if you split Loki up between like two days, I feel like it would be okay to binge because then you could digest some of it and then go into the rest and be like, I understand this. See, the thing that I, so I've rewatched the shows since they first came out and been able to watch them all. Like the hype that like I build up from week to week makes the episode so much better. Like, it's not that the show is bad. Like, I love the show no matter what. But I, like, except for WandaVision, which is just super good and the best show that they've done so far, in my opinion. I know a lot of people like Loki as well. Um, but, and I also like What If. But um, I feel like these shows, like, th there's a reason they're not releasing them all at once. Because there's just a lot of, like, hype to build up in the time but between episodes. Really yeah, like, and that's one of the things I don't feel like Hawkeye has been super bingeable. And what I didn't like is when they released the first two episodes at the same time, 
it felt like it was one episode and one kind of underwhelming episode. But if they release just the first one, it ends and I'm like, oh, is Hawkeye mad at Kate Bishop? Is Hawkeye not mad at Kate <laughs> yeah. Bishop? Like, and then that kind of builds it up. Episode two, you know, you learn a little more about Duquesne and all of this other stuff. Um, and then, you know, I'm a little more excited. Episode two kind of ended in a way I was like, oh, well, that's not like a, a cliffhanger. But then episode three ends and I'm like, oh, here we go. And then I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I really want to say, I didn't, I think Isaac and I talked about this in the chat, but um, I really like how they portrayed death culture so accurately, especially between uh, Maya and Clint uh, when she yanks out or throws him and then crushes his hearing aid and was like, you use too much technology. And I'm like, that is how they react because cochlear implants, uh, a lot of the deaf community actually hates them because it's like, we're perfectly fine the way we are. And now you're trying to make us like you, but we're not. And so I really liked that part. I also really liked how she was upset that he only knew that much sign language. Yeah. Well, also Hawkeye wasn't hard of hearing until like, post endgame so like yeah. I, he's it's, it's still relatively recent so i feel like maya's reaction is a bit extreme but i also agree i like how that they're like tackling like this is a community that we haven't talked about a lot in the mcu so we want to bring that culture in as well and i think phase four has done a great job of that for yeah like like everything has like increased representation in the Marvel universe mm -hmm. yeah but as far as hawkeye bingeability goes i think Two and three connect more than one and two do, mm -hmm. um, especially because the second one ends with them, you know, with Kate falling through the glass ceiling. Um, and I then, love Kate Bishop. Amy Steinfeld is a great casting. She's so good. Yeah. Okay. So fun fact: she was apparently a, the voice of uh, Gwen Stacy in mm -hmm. Spite Into the Spider Verse, and I did not realize that. And then across the Spider Verse Part One trailer came out. Part One. Yes. Oh. It looks so good. It does look um, so good. But I did not realize that because there was a TikTok and it was just a clip from uh, not Kimmel Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, um, talking with her about Marvel, and you could tell that he was trying to get her to like yeah. release details. Um, but she is not Tom Holland and does not slip up on things. That's my girl. There's, there's also there was one of them trying to get information. I think from Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Like, who? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they ask him, like, who? I don't know. They're like, I'm, I'm in a Marvel movie. You're Hawkeye. <laughs> who? <laughs> I love those. Oh man. All um, right. Um, I think a show what? that would probably be bad to binge. Uh, at least all in one go would be uh. Uh, Doctor Who, because <laughs> there's so much of it. Are you talking like all of it? Okay, all of the doctors. All of yeah, them. I would. I mean, agree you can binge. That's a lot. Season by season, you can binge. You want to binge just David Tennant? That's fine. Yeah, I, I would agree. I with recommend you. going. That. Yeah, going between doctors that might be tough. Yeah, um, binging all of the Simpsons, I know, is quite the. People do it. People have like yearly Simpsons. It's brain melting. Binging. That's all it you're is. doing is melting your brain. It is very, and I hate to. I mean, I don't want to say that just because then I'd be agreeing with some of my teachers from elementary school. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, what, Simpsons has 30 seasons? I don't remember. I think so. It's ridiculous amount. <clears throat> yeah. Binging all of the uh, Goosebumps books, that would be... Oh, I think, I too, know. something to keep in mind for binging, too, is you don't want to binge something that's too emotionally draining. Law and Order SVU. That's I feel like Law and Order SVU just because like it's about sex crimes. That's pretty yep. hefty stuff. Like at least with Criminal Minds, it's like it's like a puzzle figuring out. Yes, there's a lot of like gore, but it's different gore every time. Then you have yeah. the subplots of that. And, and I feel like unrealistic pits that like you're like oh mm -hmm. like, this is crazy. And I feel yeah. like it'd be it'd be tough to binge like the the Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, like Blue Bloods, things like that. Just because like I feel like you can watch a couple episodes in a row. But like for me, my parents really like Blue Bloods. Um, like I'll watch two or three episodes and I just get frustrated because their character flaws are so evident. And that's what makes the show good is because like they're consistent and they like that they bring that personality to like different cases. But for me, it's just like frustrating after a couple episodes because I'm like, you made the same mistake four episodes ago. 
And like, if you break it up, you kind of forget about that. Oh, okay. I just got Mike's response. He's a Hufflepuff. So yay for that. Um, we, no, my girlfriend's also Hufflepuff. My girlfriend's a Slytherin. My best friend is a Slytherin, so. I love Slytherins. Um, We're all so cynical. <laughs> um, but the other thing about like, like difference, okay. Rewinding to the beginning of what you said, starting with Law and Order versus Criminal Minds as well. Like Law and Order, you could do different things, especially like the special victims unit, because like it's not necessarily just sex crimes. Like it's meant to be like there's a, you know, reason why um, people, you know, special victims. It's a particular thing, whether because it's supposed to be like race, religion, you know, gender, uh, LGBTQ community. But it's not, and they constantly do the sexual assault, and it's just like you're—that's not all you're supposed to be about. Um, but so it gets really like dark too, especially if you're female, of going like you're gonna get assaulted, and you're like, hmm. And then you just have to watch uh, John Mulaney's comeback kid, where he talks about Ice yeah. T being on the show. Uh, <laughs> yep, that was great. Um, but then talking about the Chicago series. Um, I kind of disagree with you because I think the Chicago series can be bingeable. Um, it just depends on which season and what they're leading up to. Cause sometimes it gets too dramatic, um, when it gets like close to the season finale or like mid season finale. Um, but mid season finale usually isn't as dramatic as the season finale is. So usually like, it's just this little, like, pump that you have to get over to continue mm -hmm. on um but it, see it for honestly, me i feel like there's a lot of highs and lows in the show and like i'm not saying you're wrong i yeah. definitely get it if that's your type of thing but like for me personally i'd be like there's just too much like not not inconsistency but it's like you know the episode will always end with like a family dinner or someone died like that's yeah. usually how it goes and i'm like okay um yeah well and currently <clears throat> right now too like with Chicago Fire, especially, like they've been losing so many people, like cast members, because they've just been on the show for so long, or like their contracts are over, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to resign or whatever. So they have to figure out ways to write people off. Um, I don't know for sure, so don't take me at my word if anybody watches Chicago Fire who listens to this show. Um, I, I think Stella Kid got written off after she just married Severide, and I was like that's not how it's supposed to work um but i could be wrong like i said i haven't watched the show in a while so i could be very wrong about that but, but speaking of the ups and downs i think a good way to end our conversation on it is where do we think soap operas fall can you binge a soap opera yes you can and i'll tell you the worst part about binging a soap opera is if you share a netflix with someone else and you can only have like one person watching netflix at a time because then you're oh, like, oh, I can't wait to watch this movie on Netflix tonight when I get home from work. And then you log on to Netflix and then you just see Days of Our Lives is being played and you're like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't let you play anything. Um, mm -hmm. Not that I would know that from personal experience, but I do. <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but like after three or four episodes, he's like, there's too much drama. Like, dude, this yeah, dude I died twice in the past 10 minutes. <laughs> like, I know. Uh, hey, some, sometimes that that keeps you going. It's like that, and like I don't get how people can just binge like game shows. Like uh, I could binge Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. Family Feud. I could also I binge could Family binge. Feud. Heck, I could I could binge uh, Price Is Right. To be honest, I was that's actually what I was thinking because I used to, when if I was sick at home, I would just watch Price Is Right for like hours, and I'd yeah. do it, but it get done, and my brain would just kind of be like, uh, man. The well, only one I can think of that I really can't do is probably Deal or No Deal. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah Deal or No Deal makes me mad. But Price is Right also makes me mad because there are some people that are like, oh, so I could get, you know, a car, a snowmobile, a blah, 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 a boat all together and I'm going to pay $2,000. And I'm like, I'll take the box. Not how much it costs in you any get, stretch of the Like, Come on. Um, um but yeah, I really, sure. I mean, Family Feud, especially when you get people that shout the answer that's already on the board and Steve Harvey's face is like, 
Oh, Steve Harvey is what makes that show good. Oh, yeah. Like, the host makes I that show. It. But anyway, as always here on Raving Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. Um, would either of you like to give some recommendations to our audience today? Uh, okay. Um, so I don't know how y'all are going to take this one, but I am recommending The Greatest Showman, and then I'm probably going to disappoint you with the next one. Of I'm recommending all three High School Musical movies. <laughs> I've been listening to some of the songs, and it's just like, stuck in my head and I kind of want to rewatch it tomorrow. What about High School Musical, the musical, the series? Uh, I have not watched that yet, but also with the drama between uh, Olivia Rodrigo and what's his name? and Joshua um, Bassett. Yeah, and everything. I'm just like, I don't want to know what that drama, like, I don't want to be part of that, but. But it's just more High School Musical. But it's not, too, because it's, it's high, the high, high school. school high, it's High that, School Musical, musical, the series. But it's the is the it's the high school that high school musical was filmed at has never done high school musical the musical and so they're putting on a production of high school musical the musical which is really confusing to say in a sentence after it's been turned into a series so it's high school musical the musical series he's got a point (laughs) anyway isaac what about you um let's see so uh I was gonna say Broken Nine Nine, but then you mentioned it, and I was like, maybe if he wants to say it, he can say it. No, you can um, recommend it. I mean, I Broken Nine Nine is a fantastic show, and I recommend that to anyone. Um, just finished the last season. Um, but I also want to recommend It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I've been starting to watch that. Uh, not binge it exactly, but just a couple episodes here and there. And um, I've watched it most of it before, but I'm ready to do all of it through again. And um, that show's funny. It does tread the line on a lot of different things, but it's funny. <laughs> That's fair. Um, for my recommendations, it's actually a game today. Um, uh, if you've ever played the game Hellblade, I think I might have recommended it before, but the sequel is fast approaching. Um, and if you haven't played it, it's won a couple of uh, game awards. But the premise of the game is you are um, a uh, Celtic warrior who has brought her... Um, dead partners that's the one with the face paint lady right yes oh and yes. it's so good she brought her dead partner's head to hell to resurrect him and has to fight her way through hell while also suffering from severe mental illness that they portray through like voices that are always making you doubt yourself in the game and it's really fun and there's kind of a permadeath system except there isn't but um i don't know it's it's a super fun game if you're into just if you want some like interesting story mode and stuff like that but highly recommend all right well that is all we have for y'all today thank you for joining us here on raving geeks make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from we'd love to hear from you all um we'd love to get another uh question like the one we got today uh we love answering those uh in the intro um and then yeah we want to hear about feedback from the podcast as well so feel free to reach out uh, to us on our facebook or twitter at raving geeks as well as our tiktok um duet and uh stitch please um i just want to give a special uh thank you to my co-hosts um i believe we're doing one more semester or one more episode uh before we go on a a slight break but um i just want to thank y'all for joining me tonight as always i have been brennan valentine alongside hope goodrell and i have been isaac hunter there it is (laughs) stay geeky and have a great week y'all so long